Welcome to the Military OneSource podcast. Military OneSource is an official program of the Defense Department with tools, information, and resources to help families navigate all aspects of military life. For more information, visit militaryonesource.mil. Today, we're going to talk about the Estate Information Packet Checklist. This is a document which is on Military OneSource, and we'll provide a link uh, in the program notes. This is a really meaningful and an important document, and we're gonna talk about it in, in some detail, but this is a document that can bring you peace of mind and eliminate stress for your loved ones, whether you're a service member, a military spouse, veteran, retiree, this checklist can be a guide for you. So let's have that conversation. I'm Bruce Moody and I'm joined today by my colleague, Lisa Valentine. And Lisa is program manager for the Casualty Mortuary Affairs and Military Funeral Honors Program. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Bruce, for having me, especially to talk about this very important uh, topic, which is making sure that your affairs are in order, uh, because we unfortunately know that part of life is death, and it's not something that we want to talk about or think about, but it is important to make it, I think, easier for our family members to know what are our wishes, because if we keep them to ourselves, they don't know and they can't be carried out. But also, too, what are the assets that you have? Where do you want them to go? What kind of actions does your family members need to take? And so if you use our checklist, you can make it and tailor it to your own. It's a very wonderful product that we have a military one source. It doesn't cost you anything, but it can really make a difference and provide that roadmap for your surviving family members to take care of things, take the stress away, and, and just go step by step. Right, and we're gonna talk, talk to that. Um, when, it, when a person passes away, um, there's, there's really two things that are happening. There's the grief, and then there's also, unfortunately, the mad scramble to account for all of the accounts and the documents. And uh, this, this document really helps people to, to make sense of all of that. It eliminates the stress. It, it, it's almost a full accounting of a person's uh, documentary life so that the family can really focus on the grieving and not looking for, say, the password to an email account or something like that. And so let's talk through this document. And so, so Lisa and I are sitting at a desk and we're we're looking at my laptop we've got military one source.mil open and we're at this checklist and so this is a 13 page checklist and um it just goes through everything and lisa maybe you can help us uh, it, it begins with a section that reads notify immediately upon death and this is important we what we did is we tailored this checklist where if you're a military retiree or if you're a service member or if maybe you're a military retiree like myself um, i served in the army for 23 years but i'm also a civilian employee and you know god forbid that i should die while i'm serving as a civilian employee who all does my 
my husband, who's my primary next to kin, who would he have to notify? So it talks, for example, that he would need to, um, to notify the Defense Casualty Accounting Office. And that's important so that my retirement check stops so that he won't have to pay money back. Um, and, you know, as a civilian employee, of course, he would have to notify my, my boss, you know, and that kind of thing. But also, too, the Social Security Administration needs to be notified, and that's for all deaths. And um, and being that I'm a veteran, of course, the Veterans Administration. And by making these notifications to the appropriate offices, then it can help your survivors to be able to get those benefits that they're so entitled, and also to ensure that you get those burial benefits so that it doesn't put a burden on your estate and also to the family members. Yeah, I really can't overstate this. The amount of information that you can put into this document um, and it's not an all or nothing thing but it is amazingly comprehensive and as 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 an individual who takes the effort to go through this document and amass the information it just removes a huge huge burden we've got a section here called personal and family information this is a really important stuff. We have a section here um, that says, okay, well, here is the location of naturalization records, uh, citizenship records, adoption records. It's all here in these sections. Absolutely. And this includes basic information because, you know, when you're applying for stuff, you got to fill out numerous forms. And those forms ask for a lot of information. Well, if you have this document where your family members know where it's located, they can easily pull it up and they've got the information right there and they don't have to think about it. Because you know when you're grieving, one of the hardest things to do is to focus. But if you have the information handy dandy, it really makes a, a tremendous amount of difference. All right. Well, we're going to uh, keep scrolling through this document. We've got a section here. Um, on, on key context, uh, and this is important because it addresses legal issues, money issues, executor issues. Absolutely. And even, you know, if you have an accountant, um, just various things and, and documents that your loved ones may need to have on the ready. You know, and we're not going to list off every single thing here, but there are uh, a number of things here that maybe people are not expecting. For example... There's a section here where you can account for personal art or collections. These could be things that uh, you own. They could be very valuable or they could have uh, simply sentimental value. You can account for them and you can explain to people what they mean to you and what you want done with them. Absolutely. And we also go into detail about, you know, legal documents. Where do you have them at? Do you have them all in one area? Maybe it's too big to keep them all in one area, but you know, do you have a living will? And do you have a will when you, you know, do die? But you know, we, we just, we cannot predict what the future is. And you know, we wanna think that we're not gonna die right away, but, uh, but, th but these are just important things to think about. So Lisa, how did this document come around? And uh, you mentioned before we started this conversation that you keep this document current. You're always updating it. So what informs what goes into this document? So it's a myriad of things. So this document was created because um, as a veteran, I belong to a veteran service organization and my fellow uh, veteran, and they, they were, it's a women's uh, group, a WAC group, 
they came to me and said, Lisa, you're in the business of casualty mortuary affairs. And, you know, it'd be very helpful. There's a checklist and we would know what to do because, you know, we don't necessarily have family that's still living. We might be uh, single and um, but we really need a one stop shop. It was a recommendation. We listen to what feedback that we get from our military family. And even if you're a veteran, a retiree, it doesn't mean that you're not part of the family anymore. Even for, you know, surviving family members, we embrace them and say, you know, you're, you're part of our family forever. And so that's how it came about. But then to keep it up to date, we go to places like the National Funeral Directors Association. And today we're at the National Cemetery Cremation and Funeral Association Annuals Conference. We come to these events so that we can learn what's new in the business. And we also know that it's very important to understand the different generations. Things are evolving within the um, funeral, uh, cemetery, cremation, um, and, and I would say burial cemeteries uh, industry is just amazing. And so it's important that DOD doesn't get stagnant. We have to be up to date and learn about what are the needs of our populations that we take care of. And it's important for us to also be aware of the different generations and what their needs and desires are. So we got to keep up to date. So the military, as we know, is uh, incredibly diverse. And uh, that means uh, ethnic traditions, uh, faith traditions, personal idiosyncrasies, really. And, and we've been having, it's impossible to go to uh, a conference, a convention like this, and not have conversations about, well, what do I want to do? And people are, are saying, well, I would like to have this happen or that happen. And uh, a lot of people don't even know what they don't know. It's uh, it's an amazing conference because there is the traditional casket and urn, but when you come to a convention like this, you realize that there is so much more. And the point as it relates, I think, to this document is to say, uh, when a person dies, you automatically default to the, the traditional image of a funeral service, uh, of a cemetery. But the person who has passed away may have a whole different set of ideas of how they should be memorialized, how they should pass along their memory to somebody else. And this document can capture that and give them a sense of direction on, on what to do. Absolutely. I tell you that being at this conference, it also reminds me of things that, you know, I need to make sure that I tell my family or just inform others about what is out there, what is available. And, you know, and maybe one doesn't want the traditional funeral um, and, and so forth. They want to have a celebration of life. And what does that look like? You know, in the conversations we've been having over the last couple of days, whether it's traditional, whether it's uh, it's eclectic and modern. I think more than anything else, getting it right, doing what the individual had hoped for uh, and knowing that you've gotten it right is a source of incredible peace. Would you talk to that? A absolutely. It's, it it kind of goes back to how do you want to be remembered and how do you want to be memorialized? What is the dash? You know, because we, we have on our headstone, we have the if we even have a headstone, because, you know, there's green, maybe you're into the green and you don't want to have a headstone and be marked and, and that kind of a thing. Um, so it's really individual because, like I said, you know, things are changing. But, you know, what happened in that dash? How do you want to be remembered? 
All right. So we'll wrap things up and really by encouraging people to really have a look at this checklist. You know, it's gotta be a great conversation starter. I mean, honestly, the things that are covered in this checklist could make for some really interesting conversation uh, uh, an evening at the dinner table. Absolutely. And, uh, and so it's a very important to make sure that your, your affairs in order. And uh, we hope that this product that we have on Military One Source can be helpful to you and to others. And uh, we're always seeking for new ideas. So if there's any ways that we can improve it, you know, submit your ideas to the Military One Source website. We're always interested. Absolutely. Lisa Valentine, thank you so much for joining. We're going to put a uh, link in the, in the program notes. And, uh, you know, it's conversations like this. And, uh, you know, I'll just wrap up by saying, of course, Military One Source, we are an official resource of the Department of Defense. And we have a ton of resources and, and articles for military families to help them navigate military life. And that's why we want people to subscribe to this podcast because we do touch on so many different topics. And so please subscribe so that you can get the most out of what Military One Source has to offer you. So thanks for listening. I'm Bruce Moody. Take care. Bye-bye.